0: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to your tech report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of your tech report.
2: And you are invited to join us as well on Twitter. It is at your tech Facebook.com slash your tech report. Of course, the pages of yourtechreport.com. Mitchell, our email address is contact at your I knew that. Mitchell Whitfield, welcome. I mean your Twitter you're on Twitter. M I underscore Twitter. Whitfield.
1: No, no, I'm on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah you, you're you on Twitter. You're at, you're at Mark Aflalo, aren't at you? Mark, at at Mark Aflalo with C.
2: Uh Yeah, I am. I'm all over that whole Twitter universe. Welcome. Welcome. What a week. I'm so
1: excited. We oh, have a lot to be excited about. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff that's close to our hearts. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of big uh, gaming news that we'll get to. But, yeah, this whole Twitter thing, I just want to go back to this, because you teased me a lot about the M underscore Whitfield. I don't know why I never went with at Mitchell Whitfield, but I'm seeing just in my defense, Mark, I'm seeing a lot of people out there that I'm meeting that have their first initial underscore last name. I'm not the only Yahoo that does this, right?
2: I, I don't think it's really about the desire to do it as much as it's the unavailability of your real name.
1: No, I think it's there. It is there. At so the Whitfield is available? Yeah, but let's not make it public knowledge because somebody'll take it. No. I like my M underscore Whitfield. That's me. I identify with that now. That's wow. uh, it's become close to me. It's a part of me. Okay. Anyway, you tease me about it. I I took it and now I'm sort of owning it. That's all I wanted to tell you. Well, I'm glad,
2: I'm glad that you're yeah. owning it. In the same right, way, I'm you. I'm owning my full name and, and at your tech report, and I'll own that too. <laughs> you you love can, torturing uh, me. You don't, know Jim? what? When the show's <laughs> done, I might own
1: at Mitchell Whitfield. <laughs> 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 too. How much? Just make sure you sell it to me at a good price. that's all I, I will. Ask. I
2: don't worry. I, I I only increase that by several uh, thousand dollars. Oh, of art. You're a
1: good person. Um, yeah. uh,
2: what a fun week! What a fun week! You know, so many things happened this week. I mean, the new Google Pixel phones were released this week or available if you were able to kind of get your pre-order on there. Uh, I mean, Tesla, uh, Elon Musk announced that every single Tesla, I guess from this generation forward, um, is going to have auto-driving capabilities, and they had a very, very cool demo, if you go take a look at his Twitter account, and we'll, we'll retweet that as well, um, of a car driving itself, completely driving itself. There was a person behind the wheel just kind of for security and legal purposes, but did right. not touch a thing, and it was quite amazing to see that. That in action.
1: Well, here's here's what confuses me because from what I've been told, and again, this is something they don't necessarily want to advertise because, once again, the legislation is not in place. The, l- the legalities we know we know we're a litigious society, right? Everyone likes to sue everyone. So for those reasons, I'm sure it hasn't been made you know public knowledge. But from what I understand, even current owners. Car owners of current Tesla models, these cars still have full autonomous driving capabilities. They don't advertise it. It was available as a download. If you downloaded it, the car can do it. It cannot be activated from what I understand until it's legal to do so. Uh, but the capability, these cars can park themselves. They do all this stuff. I think autonomous driving's already there, Mark. I just think they haven't activated it yet for everybody.
2: Yeah, I know. I think it's something that we're... It scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. It really, of course it's scary. You know, the, even the concept of... just. just even cruise control really bothers me, quite honestly, uh, and and things like lane. It makes guidance. you lazy and
1: soft. It, it does. does. You know the, and, and does. Does. Here's, You
2: know what? I'm gonna full disclosure here. I was in Toronto this past week for the uh, the MLB ALCS. I was working with the Blue Jays and the the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I apologize if the name of the Cleveland Indians offends you. Um, <laughs> and on my car, I have adaptive cruise control. So what that does is it notices the car in front of me, and even if I'm set to like 120 kilometers now it'll slow me down as I get closer to that car, and speed me up when that car goes. Well, right. it was raining very, very heavily on my drive down to Toronto, and there are things like weather that factor into these sensors and things on my car. At one point, my car was trying to come to a screeching halt on the highway because something popped in front of that sensor, and it thought that it was going to hurt me, so it started to break in the middle of the road. So I had to immediately, quickly brake and, and disable everything so that I regained control, but if there was a car following me closely behind it me, that would have caused you, yeah. an accident.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Can You turn? It, you mentioned turning it off. It is something you can turn off manually, right? It is right? something
2: you can turn off manually, but it's something that is automatically enabled every time you start your car. So I'd have so to have manually to turn it off, turn every, it off time? every time. And this is not the first time that something like this has actually happened to me. I was on just a regular road, stopped at a light, and I went to accelerate because the light turned green and my car automatically stopped because it thought there was something there. Now, this could be debris. It could be something blowing in front of the car. But right. it, 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 you know, it, it was not able to differentiate it being a car in front of me or it being something that's actually, you know, causing
1: me harm. Here's why two technologies need to go hand-in-hand. It's not enough, Mark, that we have vehicles that are capable of autonomous driving. The technology's there. As you said, Elon Musk announced it for all upcoming Tesla models. We know it's in existing Tesla models. That's one part of the equation. The second half of the equation is having the roads dedicated to autonomous driving vehicles or autonomously driving vehicles. You need those two things to go hand-in-hand because here's the problem, like you said. You have, let's say your car is an autonomous driving vehicle, or let's give an example of your GTI, or you know, sorry, your Golf R that was driving, and you have this technology built in. Something happens, a sensor hits, person behind you can crash into the back of you. Well, if you were on a dedicated road just to, for autonomous vehicles, everyone had the same technology. That car would not crash into you because his sensor would go exactly. off, and so would the person behind Domino, behind, effect, behind. domino effect, yeah. Exactly so. And this is, I think, what's holding it up because, as we know, if you've ever driven anywhere in the world where they're working on roads night and day to fix things, and it's one of the hardest things to get together is to get a road fixed or to get a road dedicated for a certain or dedicated to a certain purpose. So, having these dedicated driving lanes for autonomous vehicles or for self-driving vehicles, that's going to be the other part of the equation, and that's going to take a lot longer than developing the tech to make your car safe for autonomous driving. So, you have to get the highway commissions involved. And as we know, that takes forever to do.
2: Lots of other news from Tesla this week as well. And of course, Elon Musk, you know, teasing some news from City, which we're expecting next week. Um, obviously, the other news is that the uh, Model 3 is the deliveries are still scheduled for late 2017 with production beginning by mid 2017. They've also <laughs> updated some wording to reflect that new reservations are now mid 2018. So they are completely sold out to mid 2018 for the Model 3 is uh, if you want to go out and buy one today or reserve one today, don't expect that for two years. So you might want to hang on to that lease or maybe get something else in the interim. Do not expect that car, but that's a that's a pretty good thing to a good situation to be in, I think.
1: Uh, no, it's a really good and we talked about this when they first announced the Model Three, which is that they had already billions of dollars set aside to build the inner you know, pre orders. They had already sold, you know, at least hundreds of millions of dollars worth of pre orders for this vehicle. And Elon Musk came out and said, uh, folks, we reached the point where we know we that you know demand exceeds availability. So just know that going in. And and Mark, I think you knew this as well. And if you didn't, I'm gonna tell you now, people that are are already owners of Teslas were prioritized in terms of their pre-orders for the Model 3. My buddy who has his Tesla right now immediately put in his order for the 3. I know they move those people to the top of the line because they want to encourage people staying with the Tesla family, but it's so weird. Wouldn't you want to also get new people in the fold to spread the word and not just reward the people that are existing customers? It's kind of like what they do when they give you great deals, uh, but, you know, at least other, the telecoms are giving better deals to new customers, but Tesla's rewarding if you're already a Tesla owner. But like you said it's gonna be a long time before you get one even if you're an owner or not if you start ordering it right now
2: let's talk about Nintendo Mitchell because Nintendo um, had a product <laughs> revealed this week and you had some hands-on experience in advance of this product reveal right so well, you, well did you not know what was re- coming or you
1: well no not really here's here's what happened so As you said, I mean, Nintendo, we've been waiting to hear about Nintendo's new console, uh, which we thought was going to be called, or the project codename was the Nintendo NX. And we've been hearing about this for quite a while. They just revealed that console in a three-minute teaser video. There was no keynote. There was no Nintendo Direct, which is their pre-done video messages that they do uh, to reveal stuff now. It was a three-minute video of people using and showing and used to have to sort of glean what kind of features it has based on the video it's now called the nintendo switch and what this is as it was rumored marked to be it's a it's sort of a hybrid home console portable console and they the video starts off showing this guy playing uh i think it was legend of Zelda, the new legend of zelda game that's coming out um and you could see that there's a console next to his tv vertically standing and He stops playing, takes these two what look like handles, but in fact they're portable controllers, slides them down the side of this console, and out pops the tablet, and he continues playing the game that he was just playing, going on the road in beautiful HD graphics as he's walking around. So, it is a hybrid, and you know, they showed multiple controllers for it. They have these handles that go on it that let you control it like a giant portable gaming device. These things slide off, and people can have these as each side as an individual controller for wireless multiplayer it looks really really cool but there were some unanswered questions for example when you're graphics exactly right you nailed it exactly so so, so let me
2: let me try and describe this to people who haven't seen this video okay yeah this really is it's like it's like a home docking station almost that has a tablet in inside it that slides right into it so that that kind of leads to us to believe that the the processing power really is in this tablet portion of it and that the The dock really kind of just is a conduit to your television, and these handles really are just like the left and right side of a game pad, and they literally slide on and allow you to pull it out, and those can work independently as well. So this this really is a whole new concept that really no one could have even
1: foreseen. It really is, and people are saying, wow, Why would they need their, you know, their, their portable? They're great." And Nintendo, for years, has always been known about starting with the original Game Boy, known for their portable consoles. I'm a big 3DS XL believer. I've been using mine for a long time and love it. I don't think that this eliminates uh, their 3DS lineup. I really don't. This tablet has a much bigger screen than a portable gaming system does. Uh, the graphics look. It looks like you're carrying a portable home system as opposed to a portable gaming system, and I think those are two different things. Now you said that all the power probably comes from this tablet device. But, Mark, that doesn't preclude the possibility that when you slide the tablet into this dock, the dock has a processor built into it or the dock has extra graphics chips built into it, much like what we're seeing from companies like Alienware that allow you to add an external video card to your existing system simply by plugging it in. So they didn't say whether or not it's going to have added power. We really don't know. There's so much about it that we don't know.
2: You know what, it it seems to me that it brings together the best of its Wii U, okay, the whole concept of having that controller and that pad in your hand with a new console. It really does bring both of those, it really, it it, it creates this hybrid of it, It, Uh, but so many questions, like I'm curious about how you can use multiplayer in the aspect, like if someone else has one, could I come over with mine and interact with you on your system?
1: That was actually that was actually answered in the video because what you saw was at least in a remote setting when you take the tablet, it actually has a little flip stand on the back of it, so you could stand it up either to watch videos or to game on a table, so you don't have to hold it in your hand, and which is another oh, brilliant thing. So, so it has f- a flip out kickstand, and they showed Mark. I'm sorry, I just want to get this out because I'll forget. No, 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 go ahead. They showed four people sitting around playing NBA, I think they were playing, maybe they were playing NBA 2K, I'm not exactly sure. There are four people playing a game with their own remotes together wirelessly. So we do know that at least when you travel with this thing, and I'm sure the same thing would work if somebody brought their system to your home, but yes, multiplayer is definitely a part of it.
2: That is so cool. I mean, do we know anything about release date, about availability or anything? What did did you learn in your your little hands-on?
1: Well, my, well, First of all, I got to—I have to be clear about this. I didn't get hands-on time with this device, with the system. They didn't even want to talk about that, which I totally understand because that's not the purpose I was there for. I'm going to get to that sort of little hands-on meeting in a second. But just to finish up with this, with the uh, with the Nintendo Switch, we do know it's a March 2017 release, which is five months from now. That's right, yeah, November, December, January. yes, five months from now. We don't know if it's going to be early March or late March. There's a month differential, obviously, built in. Uh, no price point as of yet, but of course, as soon as we know, you guys will know, and what really was really cool, Mark, is they they teased some upcoming games, too. So, you saw the the latest, you know, uh, Legend of Zelda game, which is actually coming out on the Wii U as well, but they also showed a Mario game that did not look familiar, which leads us to believe that we are going to see a new Mario game for it, hopefully at launch, and we also saw, there are a couple of other games that we saw that I think that... We saw that, I mean, there's
2: Amiibo support, so it's going to work with your Amiibos.
1: It's going to work with your Amiibos. We saw Splatoon, and I don't know if it's a new version of Splatoon, which is a great Wii U game where you use these different characters. They're shooting guns that spray paint, and it's like, you know, it's a it's a zone battle game where you have to cover your map with paint. It's really a brilliant game. So I don't know if it's going to be backward compatible or they have new versions of these games. Now, the other thing that we saw, we definitely know these games will be like SD card size games. We're going oh, okay. back to SD card medium. Uh, no CD, no big discs, no DVD-ROM. It's going to be SD cards. And for what we understand, you can, Nintendo's getting great deals on you games know, getting these 64-gig SD cards, uh, high-speed SD cards. You can pack a ton of information for high-def, even 4K video on that if you wanted to. So there's, there's a lot to be excited about. But you talk about this event that I went to this past week. Uh, Nintendo had an event to show off games that are coming out this year. And I got to spend some time not only with some great games, Mark, but with the Nintendo NES Classic. Have you heard of this? Oh,
2: I've heard of this. This is the mini mini miniaturized. Oh, you go ahead, go with the deal. Wow, I'm so excited.
1: I, I I cannot wait. Anybody that is you know you know over the age of I'm sure 30 or 35 will appreciate this, but probably a little older. I'm dating myself again. Um, it is called the NES. Classic Edition. And basically, if you remember what your old Nintendo system used to look like back in the day, your old NES, the old gray and lighter gray plastic with the the flip-up drawer and then, of course, the reset button on the front... It looks exactly like that, Mark, except it's miniaturized so that it could fit in a cargo pant pocket. That's how small and compact it is. The best part is, Mark, it comes with the same beautiful wired controller. It also comes with 30 of the best Nintendo classic games oh, so built cool. into it. Because even though this looks like a you know an old school machine, which it is kind of, it still has modern innards. So... You know, it stores these 30 classic games, including, we're talking Super Mario Brothers, Metroid, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, <sighs> Legend of Zelda, Kirby's Adventure, and two of my and my brother-in-law's favorites, which are Punch-Out and Excite Bike. So some of the best games that you ever played are now going to be built into this system. It's only $59.99. It's coming out November 11th, and I think, Mark, this may be the hottest selling console on the market this holiday season because it touches that nostalgic part of us that remember growing up playing these games, and you would love this. You get to choose the video settings that you want. You can either have it in 4x3 mode with the, you know, with the slightly stretched beautiful graphics. Okay. You can go to CRT mode, which makes it look like an old CRT you know, with lines down the screen. Oh, to so make great. it look like it looked on your old TV. And then Pixel Perfect, where each pixel is a square, so you can see the game exactly as it was designed when it originally came out back in the 80s. So, this thing, I got some hands-on time, Mark. I was in and it has HDMI output. So you can put hook it up to your modern television. So, so it's cool. the best of old school I mean, am I crazy? Don't you think something like this is gonna sell like crazy for Nintendo? Well, this is why when they
2: originally announced this, I thought this was gonna be a limited edition, but I have a feeling they're not gonna be able to control it that way.
1: I told him, I told told the rep that I was talking to, I said, I hope you guys have made millions of these because this is going to sell like crazy. And in addition to getting hands-on time with that, I got some hands-on time with some great games that are coming out in the next few weeks, not the least of which was Pokemon Sun and Moon, which looks, they went to more of an RPG style of game. So it has like an old school look mixed in with modern RPG. The, The art design is absolutely beautiful. I played Mario Party Star Rush, which is a great Mario Party game for your 3DS. And yes, Mark, you can play wirelessly with three other friends, which is a really, really cool thing. Um, I'm so trying cool. to think what else. I, I, I saw so many games; my, my mind is swimming. Oh, oh, Mario Maker on the 3DS. Being able and I, you know, can I tell you something? As much as I love Mario Maker on the Wii U. Playing it on the 3DS, I almost think it's a more natural fit because of the stylus, the size of it. It's just so easy to navigate. It was easy to navigate on the Wii U, don't get me wrong. But it's a perfect fit for the 3DS. So, new games coming out this holiday season. Nintendo, the classic NES system. And in March, we have a lot to look forward to with the new Nintendo Switch. So, we're going to be showing Nintendo a lot of love in the upcoming months, needless to say.
2: It is Your Tech Report. Mark Flallow, Mitchell Whitfield with you on Twitter at Your YourTechReport. Facebook.com slash Report. Of course, if you want to email us, us, contact yourtechreport.com. Lots of stuff to come. There's an Apple event next week. We are hopefully going to see new Mac computers. Uh, lots more. Let, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk all about it.
0: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com.
2: Or follow us on Twitter. It's at Report. Facebook.com slash YourTechReport. Of course, our email address is contact at Mitchell, we we always forget to kind of go into our mailbag and talk to different people. I think we'll do that a bit later on the show. We've got some oh, emails from listeners. Oh, yeah. I love that. Contact Comment at your tech report. tech contact, con, con, contact
1: at YourTechReport.com. Email us. Contact at YourTechReport.com. You know, the subliminal thing is really working because suddenly, even though I'm part of the show, I want to reach out and contact yourtechreport.com. Oh,
2: look, I got an email from you. It's called, Dear Mark, please stop talking about contact at yourtechreport.com. <laughs> you wow, did get it. That's yeah. kind of rude. That's kind of rude. <laughs> it's uh, what I do. As expected, <clears throat> and as kind of predicted by a lot of people, Mitchell, mm-hmm. invitations went out this past week for an October 27th Apple Media event. This will probably It'll be prompt- the last... event yeah. Impromptu event. It will probably yeah. be the, the last media event... To take place a for Apple this year uh, in the calendar year 2016, and also the last mm. Apple media event to take place in their town hall, which has been around for quite quite some time. This is a historical historical uh, move for them because they're moving to their spaceship campus uh, later next year. Are they early earlier or later next year? I know you could follow some videos online. <coughs> kind of cool. Now- this campus is really neat.
1: You know, we've never talked about this. I, I, I mean, we're going to keep it on the Apple subjects. I'm not really digressing that much, but we never talked about this this new building, this new space that they have, this new enormous undertaking. Their Spaceship Campus, and have you, like you said, if you've been following it, it's been being built what for two years now, yeah, or a year and a half. I mean, this and is
2: one of the one of the the last projects that Steve Jobs was so intimately involved yes. in designing and yes. building. I remember some of the last videos we saw of Steve was uh, in front of the. The Cupertino City Hall, just kind of explaining why the campus is so important and how it's going to be completely renewable. It's going to be self-powered. I mean, this campus is absolutely. it's it's, as they say, a spaceship campus.
1: Yeah, and, and part of it is like you said, having their own auditorium. I don't know it's like fifteen hundred seat or two thousand seat auditorium, something huge. And that's their idea obviously is to have all their events there now, which makes sense. Um, but if you've been following online, as you said earlier, there is a guy, a drone pilot, that's been following the construction using his drones, yes. you know, and then and then doing these time lapse things that are absolutely brilliant. So if you want to look online, I know you can go to macrumors.com and check out, you know, Apple, you know, Apple campus drone. You can search for that. But it's really cool to watch this over the last couple of years, how they gone from digging to actually putting up this huge, huge structure now. I've
2: always found it interesting, those videos, because I, you have to assume that he has permission to do so, because it's not just kind of these nighttime shots or these shots when nobody's around. This is like during construction. And, and he gets
1: pretty close, too. Yeah, and
2: he gets pretty damn close. <laughs> he goes, you know, through cranes and stuff like that. So it's very yeah. cool to see that come together. So, yeah. uh, invitations went out. Interesting invitations, because the invitation, I mean, obviously go out to journalists and various media, uh, media types. Um I mean, it will be streamed so you'll be able to watch that itself yourself if you want to next week go to apple.com works on a safari browser uh, or uh, of course apple tv invitation says hello again please join us for a special invitation only event at apple's campus in cupertino on thursday october 27th interesting you know there's always some kind of some kind of something subliminal behind. meaning yeah and, and if you think <laughs> about this message um you know going back to the mac the early days of the mac the 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 big thing about the reveals was the Mac said and spoke the word hello and it had hello written on the screen. And when they released the first iMac, it's actually said hello again and again in brackets below it. So this really kind of giving us some hints towards... Some big news when it comes to the Mac, and, and not only that, but speculation is is that it's going to be really, really big news in terms of redesign of the whole, that whole Mac lineup because it's been so long since we've seen a refresh of any kind from, I'm talking about laptops all the way up to iMacs to Mac minis, um, to the point that um, any time they ever use that hello again or that hello slogan, it's been a major, major pivot for the company in terms of that line.
1: And I think it bodes well that we're not seeing, you know, how long, how, how often, Mark, in the last couple of years have we seen what they call a quiet refresh where they won't have a dedicated event, but all of a sudden we'll see, oh, new processors, pro- processors inside this computer, that computer. So I'm glad that we're not seeing a soft launch or a quiet reset because or a quiet refresh because it's been, like you said, it's been way too long. And we, we actually talked about this. You know, we do, folks, and I want to tell you now, Mark and I do chat off the air. We are actually friends in real life. Uh, we were talking. The other day, where we said, Let's go over, let's just for fun go over the last time computer A was refreshed, computer B, and we came up with a lot of the, the, the Mac Pro. Not that it really needs that much, as you pointed out, but still, it's been about three years since its release and announcement, and nothing really new since. The Mac Mini has been two and a half to three years. Uh, the MacBook Air, you said, I was surprised by this, because I feel like a new MacBook Air comes out every year, but you said it's been a couple of years for that as well, and of course, your favorite, Mark, the MacBook Pro, that's the one that you're pretty much chomping at the bit to get your well, sweaty I, I little mitts of, on, right? I a lot of
2: creative kind of individuals, people who do a lot of graphics and audio stuff, are looking for the higher-end MacBook Pro pros because I'm going I'm going through here I mean let me go for the Ret- the Retina MacBook Pro okay. okay um the last release was May 2015 Okay. Okay. That's not May so bad. May twenty fifteen. That's that's a long time for a computer to, not, to go without an update. When processors have been updated, when when RAM has been updated, when chip manif- I mean, if you look on the Windows side of things, these things are updated every year. Like it's, it's if, if not every year, every six months, which is kind of interesting. So okay, that
1: makes sense. Okay. I see and that. If you
2: look at the history, it's been it's been once a year. I mean, you go back June twenty twelve, February twenty thirteen, October twenty thirteen, July twenty fourteen, May twenty fifteen. Like less than a year between releases. And, and now we're over a year. Uh, if you look at the MacBook Air, March 2015. If you look at the Mac Mini, October 2014.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah no updates the to the
2: Mac Mini since October 2014. That's a long time for a computer not to be updated. And it, the Mac Pro, as you said, December 2013.
1: Yeah, and l- let me just jump in here. I-, I apologize for cutting off because here's the downside, okay? To, I mean, there's a lot of downside to waiting this long between refreshes of your lineup. I mean, there's a good chance, Mark, that the Skylake processor, which is now old news, and which I was actually looking forward to being in a Mac Mini, not just because it was more powerful than the existing pro- than the, the processor, Previous processor, but because it did great power management, and as we know, Mac Minis are small in small metal enclosures. They have problems with heat dispersion. So having something that sips lower energy gives off less heat, like the Skylake processor did. We're, we're seeing you know these these computers are missing entire generations of chips because Intel is basically putting a chip out every eighteen months. Yeah. So if you have a computer that's not updated for two or three years, they're missing entire generations and the benefits that go with them of these chips, which is ridiculous because at the very least they could put in the new chips, even if they don't want to refresh anything else, like you said. New RAM, new chips. Leave the computer as is. That's a whole new computer. There's no reason they couldn't have done this up until now. Listen, the the
2: one thing that Apple has going for them when it comes to their computers is that pretty much every generation of their existing computer lineup, almost, okay, with the exception of the Mac Mini and some earlier generation MacBook Pros, um, there's no more spinning parts other than a fan. You know, everything has gone to solid state. Almost everything is a Retina display, except for the MacBook Air, um, which means that regardless of which computer you buy today or have had for the past three years, my MacBook Pro with Retina display is still an incredible computer. I do not ever see it bogging down. It's not like, you know, older generations of computers where there's wear and tear that really affect the performance. I really, I don't feel that, you know, but at the same time, we have become accustomed to these regular updates and we see all these other computers jumping ahead, jumping ahead, jumping ahead, we kind of feel like we're lost and left behind. Not only that, but the benefits, as you said, that come along with the new processors, such as the lower power consumption, but the higher processing speed, et cetera, et cetera, it feels like we're just behind, several generations behind, of what the computers can be doing. And I look forward to next week to see what will come. I've already been contacted by my Apple business team saying, hey, Mark, just in case, you know, there's an event coming up. Uh, What are you interested in? You know, without giving any details because they don't know, but they're preparing their business team for influx of, of major updates.
1: Well, I, I want to give you one more perspective and, and being, you know, we both also use PCs in our lives in addition to Macs. Um, and you brought up something very important, and that is <clears throat> the problem being with all these, with the, with the Macs kind of being all that, with the entire lineup going to all in one, basically, except for the Mac Pro. <clears throat> You're getting a lot of sealed machines. And that goes for the MacBook Air, that goes for the Mac Mini, some MacBook Pros. You're getting sealed machines. So unlike PC users, even if companies do not put out new models or updated models, PC users can say, hey, we're just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to swap out the processor myself. Let me put in the new RAM, which may add a 20% increase in tasking. Let's see what I can do. I can multitask better. You don't have that option with a lot of the Macs. You can't do it yourself because they're completely sealed machines. So other, you know, other PC co- computers, other PC companies are saying, well, even if we didn't put out things as frequently as we do, it the consumer, the actual buyer, the owner can do it themselves. With a Mac, you can't do it yourself. So that adds to the problem. Not only can not only is Mac not doing it, the consumer isn't able to do it themselves because of the nature of their sealed boxes, and that creates more of a problem for me.
2: Um if- yeah, I mean,
1: is there anything my renting has gotten to you now? Hasn't
2: no, no, it? it's not this go. I'm uh, listen, I'm looking forward to this event. It's happening next week. We're going to find out what they have to unveil. A couple of days prior, they're going to have released their financial results. So I I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this one. This is one that we've been waiting for and hoping for for a couple of years now. I think we've been waiting. Every single event that's ever come out, we've been like, "Okay, what's going to happen now? Okay, what's going to happen now? Okay, what's going to happen now?" Um, interesting. So Mitchell, you know, uh, we record segments of the show, and we were recording the show, and a couple days ago, we noticed there was a an outage on Twitter and some other accounts. Guess what? Right, U.S. internet disrupted as key firms get hit by a cyber attack.
1: Is that what it is? Yes. And is so that what it we're was? We're talking about
2: Netflix, uh, Twitter, Visa, uh, GitHub, Amazon all getting hit by a cyber attack, or got hit by a cyber attack, causing major, major, major outages. So if you experienced that a couple of days ago, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, the state of security is uh, kind of uh,
1: up in the air there, Mitchell. But, but this is the new thing. I mean, this is the new thing so much, and this is, again, for every great, uh, great use of innovation, there's always a downside to it, and especially with the internet, with so much of our lives being living in the cloud, living on our computers, we're no longer living in, you know, like the pen and file, you know, the files and We're not in that era anymore. The downside is it is vulnerable to attack. It's vulnerable to sabotage and that it sucks. There's no really eloquent way to say it any other way other than it sucks.
2: It is your tech report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Uh, Let's get in that mailbag. Let's go dive into the mailbag after we take a a quick break. And then Mitchell, there's so many things that I'm excited about that we're going to be talking about on this show in the coming weeks. Uh, Products we have in hand. uh, People we're going to talk to. Lots of very cool stuff. I want to take some time to actually tease those. And uh, we'll start by getting into the mailbag right after we take a quick break right here. There's
0: more Your Tech Report after this. This is Your Tech Report. Now time for Ask Your Tech Report. Oh,
2: this is fun. I love this segment of the show. We haven't done this in so long. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you on Twitter. It's at Your Tech Report. Our email address is uh, crucially important at this this point in time, this juncture, Mitchell contacted your dot For just, example, you say juncture. You just dropped a juncture. You know, you know I watch glad. these presidential yep. elections in your messed up country, and um, <laughs> and sorry, your country's not messed up. But your politics, your country, and your okay. Donald Trump's a just a lunatic. It's um, getting a little crazy. <laughs> anyhow, but everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't of necessarily. Course.
1: That's the beauty of it, right? So, we've got an email? (laughs) (laughs) We do. You know, we haven't done these in a while, and our apologies. You know, they've been piling up. We will start doing a lot more of these because, you know what? Much like in class, when people told you, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question because odds are somebody else in the class has the same question they're just afraid to ask. So, we want to make sure you keep those emails coming. We will answer these because we know it's more than just the person that probably has this question. So, Mark, this one comes from, oh, this is funny, from Charzo. Charzachew33, I'm, I'm guessing a Pokemon fan, combining two beloved Pokemon together. And Charzachew33 says, uh, Hey guys, I hear you guys talk a lot about laptops. Just wondering which ones you guys use. Thank you. Oh, cool. Very succinct. I appreciate that. And this is, this is sort of an interesting question because... Um, as as you know, you probably know by this point, I'm a gamer. In addition to being a regular person, I think that's right. Uh, so I have a couple of different computers that I use for my for my everyday. In the past, I have been using my MacBook Air. That is, the, that is the one that I've been rolling with. Um, but see what happens? What happens, Charge at U33 is that these great companies send us these great pieces of technology, and then we get hooked on them, and then we stop using other things, and we focus on that for a while, and it start, sort of gets hard to go back. So By Mark, the
2: way, they, they tend to also take these things away from us, which yeah, they really kind of annoys yeah. me because you get so... Intimate with these machines, and then nope, they want them but, back. And then, yeah, I know it's it's,
1: it's <laughs> so it hurts. It hurts. Well, this this one's going to be especially tough for me though, because um, you know we we have a great relationship with the folks over at Acer, among other companies. And a while back, you know, uh, and Mark, we're going to talk about you know what you've been using too. Uh, they sent me one of their Predator gaming laptops, a 17-inch Acer Predator gaming laptop that I've been using. And of course, gaming laptops can be used for other things as well because they're very powerful. They can also be used for creating movies and for engineers or for your regular office-type work, documents, you know, internet, email, everything. So, Mark, they send me this Predator laptop. Um, I'm just going to lay some of the specs on you. And and you tell me if you think we're talking about a laptop or a high-powered desktop. Okay, let's let's play this game. Okay, okay, we're talking about a an Intel Core i7 processor uh, with overclocking capabilities. We are talking about uh, an NVIDIA GTX 980M, which is a very high-end mobile graphics processing unit. Uh, four gigabytes of VRAM in just in that GTX card itself. 32 gigs of internal RAM. <laughs> okay, 32 gigs. Let me say that again. 32 gigs. Uh, a, a terabyte hard drive. Go ahead, Mark. No, go ahead. You're raising your hand. Go ahead. I Mark. don't have that on my desktop computer. That's what I'm saying. Neither do I. Uh, I don't even come close. I have half that. Uh, a terabyte hard drive paired with a 512 gigabyte solid state drive. You're very quiet, Mark. You've become I... pale, Mark. This is it's upsetting how powerful this machine is, right? Yeah, (laughs) you've got nothing to say. Yeah, that is kind of kind of wow. But you know, they they don't stop there because the one thing that I love about what Acer has done, first of all, all their stuff really looks cool. Their whole Predator line has this gorgeous matte black and red look to it, very aggressive, very high tech looking. And they put they put some really cool stuff in there. One of these things, in order to keep your in order to keep your unit cool. In conjunction with Cooler Master, and we all know Cooler Master and they're great fans over different computers, they did something called Frost Core. Basically included in your package with your Predator notebook, you can pull out, let's say you're doing a game that you're use, playing a game that's already on your hard drive. You don't need the disk drive, right? You could take out the Blu-ray writable disk drive, by the way, pop it out, and in its place, pop in this Frost Core fan that keeps your laptop even cooler, When you're going all in with these high-end gaming sessions of, you know, ridiculously, you know, that that would normally make a a laptop ridiculously hot. Not gonna happen with your predator laptop because you can swap in this dedicated frostcore unit that will keep you. Mark is looking at me. He's giving me, you can't see right now, folks, because we're on the radio, but he's giving me if looks could kill, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Um, so needless to say, gaming on this laptop, Mark, is incredible. It does I can't even make this thing slow down a tiny bit. But the really neat thing is. How many laptops do you know of that could just kill it using VR headsets? Because that's the main thing. When people want to use VR, you need a very powerful unit, right? This thing ate it up. It didn't even slow it down. It's plenty powerful for any VR gaming session you want to do. So that's what I've been using in terms of my gaming and a lot of other stuff now. Even though I still use my MacBook Air, I've been so focused on this Predator uh, laptop that it's it, it's going to be hard to go back, Mark. I'm not
2: going to Tell me about you know, form factor in terms of just the, uh, the comfort using a laptop like that. Because when you tend to game, it's not like you're necessarily sitting down at a computer. You tend... To use laptop, sitting down in bed or kind of with the couch and stuff like that,
1: comfortable, right? Well- uh, it is comfortable, but you know I got you know playing Warcraft for all those years. I kind of got comfortable gaming on a laptop. As long as you know, I, I tend to obviously use an external mouse. If you're doing a lot of gaming, you're going to use an external mouse. Uh, the keyboard was fantastic. That's that's you know when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of comfort is the keyboard, because that's the one thing that you know that that's your main method of input, especially if you're a PC gamer and you're using those movement keys. You can't get away from that. A uh, really comfortable, satisfying click solid keyboard and by the way fully customizable backlit LED keyboard 16 million colors you can make it look like whatever you want they really they thought of everything with this so gaming sessions are incredibly comfortable i'm still i'm sitting at a table when i do it mark i'm still sitting at a table i tend not to do it in bed because uh The bed is not for gaming, Mark. The bedroom is not for gaming. So
2: I'm going to take that a step further, Mitchell. I'm going to to, to tell you some of the specs of the uh, Acer Predator desktop computer. uh, that's what Mark,
1: yeah, there you go.
2: That's sitting on my floor here that I have, uh, I've used a couple times and I am looking forward to receiving my my VR headset to really get involved in this one. (laughs) Um, uh, Windows 10 6th Gen uh, Intel Core Processor, 64 gigs of DDR4 RAM. Um, uh, completely VR ready um, one touch turbo overclocking Uh, let's talk let's
1: let's stop at that for a second because that's a big thing Because, no, no, I'm stopping you because, you know, people like to tinker with their computers, right? And overclocking is a big thing in the PC community with gamers because they take the processor and through software tweaks, they're able to milk even more out of that processor than the manufacturer may have intended, would you say? Yeah. And and a lot of people sort of fry their computers tweaking too much, would you say? Yes. Yes. We've all done this. We've all tried to push our – so this one touch button basically, the computer does it for you, right?
2: Yes. It basically handles all the overclocking on all aspects of the system to get the absolute most power that you can out of it in one and button th- You press. don't have to do
1: anything except so press the button.
2: You, you don't even have to press the button if you don't want to. You can click a mouse. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, if you don't that's want to awesome. actually bend down and hit that desktop. <laughs> I mean, they've really, they've really kind of thought of everything. I mean, with their e- they have the easy swap expansion, um, there's even a headset cradle, meaning you push a little button, it pops out, and it's to rest your headset on. I love um, that. Obviously, the latest Sound Blaster, the the MB-5, which is completely surround this is like i don't even know how to explain this into this is like the big grandpa uh but grandpa a bad connotation this is the big daddy yeah mother of a, of a gaming desktop and i cannot wait to put it through its paces and really get some hands-on time with this machine it's it's been sitting here for a while i've been traveling but i cannot wait to put it through its paces
1: well, and I think one of the reasons we make a big deal—we we went a little further, obviously—you uh, know, th- than we originally thought. Uh, Charizardchu, I love that name, Charizardchu33, um, because you know the Predator laptop let us to talk about the Predator desktop. And one thing that excited me about this market—it's worth bringing up again—is we love it when people can see companies they think they know in a different light. And Acer's are making great computers for a long time, but I don't necessarily think you know in previous years and that's changed in recent years. In previous years, people might not have thought of going to Acer if they want to look at a high-end gaming rig, whether it be a laptop or a desktop. But yeah. not only are they doing it, they're doing it incredibly well. And for what you get in terms of price, for what you get, I still think you're getting a ton of computer. And the stuff looks gorgeous. Yours is black and red too, right? It keeps oh, that same yeah, design ethic, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So so there you go. That's that's uh, That's what I've been using lately you 33. It is
2: Your Tech Report, Marco Flalo mitchell Whitfield with you. Uh, if you've got something you want to talk to us about, uh, an opinion, no matter what, uh, give us a shout. Contact at yourtechreport.com on no Twitter. It's so. your tech ar- no, 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 Paul, don't please no. Yeah. No. Uh Contact at yourtechreport.com on Twitter. It's at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Let's take a little break. Let's come back and talk about some things we're excited about because we've got some really killer upcoming shows and some great product to talk about.
0: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Welcome back to your tech report. Now, what we're excited about. Oh, I'm just
2: excited about so many different things. Welcome back to your tech report, Marco Flalo. I am in Montreal, Canada. I'm on Twitter, Mitchell, at Mark Aplalo. My uh, full name, no underscores, none of the above. Uh, uh, on Twitter, we are at Your Tech Report. You are at M underscore Whitfield. M stands for Mitchell. Underscore is for pride, and Whitfield is your last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Welcome back. Uh, you know what we're excited about. There's so many things to be excited about. I'm yes. kind of excited about the, uh, the Apple event next week. I'm curious to see what they have in store for them. I'm excited because... Um, you know for for many many years we do this radio show we don't get much back for this we get we deal with a lot of companies and we do this for our listeners and we you know you being in the u.s side of things had way more access to all these preview devices and stuff like that but uh right uh i've since turned the tables on that and i think that we've evened out a little bit <sighs> or at least yes, i'm have. in i'm in i'm i guess the upper i don't know i got lots of stuff here mitchell yes a lots do. of stuff um I got a great email from our, our rep over at LG. LG has their new V20, their flagship device, coming out. Um, it's actually available now. You can order it now. They're going to be, they're really excited to be sending us a couple of these devices to play with, and we're going to talk to Frankly over at LG all about the brand new device, because there's so many cool things coming from that company, both, you know, I mean, they make everything. They make absolutely I love the everything. G.
1: Listen, we had a long time with the G5. I, I still love the G5 as a premium device. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. their G series of phones has been nothing short of brilliant, so it it's only going to get better, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, on the computer side of things, I didn't want to mention anything before because this, you know we deal with different companies, but Asus or Asus, depending on how you want to pronounce that, have uh, have been sending us some very cool product. They have the new ZenBook 3, which is really, if you want to compare it to anything, you can compare it to the new MacBook with this really, really thin form factor. Beautiful, beautiful finishes, a nice kind of gold trim on the blue version. Very simple one USB-C connector on the side for power and for expandability, but it runs full Windows 10 Pro, a Core i7 7th generation processor, um, 16 gigs of RAM. This thing is absolutely amazing. The only thing it doesn't have, Mitchell, which is so so funny that we got used to this, is a touchscreen. You know, oh, on really? Windows devices, you kind of now expect the touchscreen to be there. But you on this do. one, they, they did not put the touchscreen on this version. I think they're testing out the market. Um, beautiful Harman Kardon sound system. I've been playing Love with that. this computer for quite some time. Um, to give you a perfect example, I haven't opened it in about a week because I was traveling. And it's still fully charged. And I haven't shut it down or anything, which is kind of cool. Y- and, you,
1: yeah, No, go ahead, go no, ahead. And, because...
2: and they also sent us a very cool gaming laptop that we're going to get some hands-on time, which is uh, very cool as well.
1: Now I, I I look at those and you know I I'm looking at the computer right now that they sent you and I don't know how Aces does they must they, they must machine the aluminum chassis in a certain way you know, that, you know, they have this spiral the, the, just the most beautiful machined look to the cover. And I remember on their old transformer line of, of, you know, computers that, you know, would transform between a laptop and a tablet. They also had that beautiful machined aluminum look to them. They're just gorgeous, right?
2: Well, you, you know, absolutely gorgeous. And the thing is that the, the top of the back of the display is machined aluminum. The bottom seems to be machined aluminum as well. But the actual, you know, area where the keyboard is seems to be a little bit of a plastic if I'm not mistaken. And okay. I will confirm keeps that. The down, but sure. it, it keeps the weight down, I'm down, But it also keeps the look at i mean it's beautiful matte, so you don't have the the fingerprints and stuff which you tend right. to get on the aluminum as well so a beautiful beautiful device that i, I love playing with so much power in these small devices i'm, I'm excited to see what comes of this but some, i mean some other stuff i mean you have some stuff there as well that we're going to be talking about the coming weeks i mean the guys from ring who create that video doorbell oh I yeah. cannot wait to speak to them i believe we're going to be talking about on next week's show yeah. um uh, I'm not even I'm not going to waste all the information I have now on 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 you guys I want to it's nothing short of brilliant yeah absolutely
1: and it is one of those devices it's actually caused a slight rift in our friendship because I got a, a real huge why can't I be the one using that one out of you which I understand but you know they also make something called the pro the ring pro so maybe we can get them to send you one of those mark
2: now, remember a couple of weeks back, we spoke to Moto Canada, okay? I and do. they have their flagship device, which is the Moto Z, which okay. was, uh, you remember Ashton Kutcher announced it? They were, you know, announced at a big Lenovo kind of event a couple of months ago. Well, they finally got me my kit. And, and Mitchell, I've opened this package for less than a day, okay? So I, I this is really first-hand impressions of this device. This is the thinnest smartphone I've ever experienced in my life. Bar and none. It, but absolutely bar none. And, I, and and it factually, it is the thinnest smartphone that exists in the market today. But the thing that sets this the smartphone apart, other than its beautiful design, is the Moto Mods. And to refresh your memory, the Moto Mods are these third party devices these modular devices that just snap on the back and i'm not talking about just goofy devices that that will make your phone just do kind of you know power packs and stuff like that i'm talking about a lenovo pico projector that will project whatever is on your screen onto a flat surface that's nearby this Wait a thing
1: minute. Wait a minute. So you can watch. You're watching Netflix on your phone. Walk me through this. You're walking. You're watching Netflix on your phone, and you're saying, "Yeah, it's a little small to watch on my phone right now. I want a better experience."
2: Yeah. So you, yeah, 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 pop out the Lenovo projector, and you snap it on the back of the device, and don't have to do anything else. It'll instantly start projecting that image onto a surface of <laughs> your choosing. Like and a I'm big talk- screen. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm talking about like a, a gorgeous image from a decent distance away in a well lit <laughs> room. I, I, I. <laughs> I can't possibly give that any more kudos than than I possibly could. Let's talk about the JBL add-on, okay? Okay. Yeah. JBL, well-known speaker brand. Well, they have a JBL speaker that pops right on the back and enhances your speaker experience. Plus, has some extra battery capacity on there. Oh, a wow. beautiful orange JBL kickstand, so you can just pop that device down and enjoy all your media with all your friends. I mean, how many times have you said, "Hey, guys, come around here and take a listen to this," and you you put your phone in a bowl or something so that you can amplify the Sounds of people I know. can hear it. Yeah. I know
1: that's the one downside to to everyone listening is that you're limited. And the technology is getting better, but it's never you know it's never what it should be. Now, are, is that the one that I think it is that you're no, holding? Well, so
2: that's so, one. I just want to I want to give, give it the proper kudos okay. before we sure, do the sure. review. It's called yeah. a JBL Sound Boost speaker. It's made by Harman, obviously, because JBL was purchased by Harman. Right. And then, then of course, we have an Incipio Power Pack, which is great. And then you have this. Okay, Okay. this now, blew
1: me away. You're showing me this. I can see this. Our audience cannot. I was blown away when you showed me this This. this module for the, okay. the Moto phone. This is a Hasselblad
2: camera mod that snaps on the back of your device with a 10x optical zoom, a xenon flash, and the Hasselblad imaging experience.
1: Instantaneously. Wait, wait, some some people. go because now before you get to the explanation, I want I want to stop you for a second. Some people don't know what Hasselblad is, and they don't know that this is like the premium name in like full format photography. I mean, this is the Hasselblad name. I mean, for for years, for decades, right? No one makes a nicer lens, nicer camera than Hasselblad. No.
2: So this Moto Mod, which is not very thick, you snap it on the back of your device, and you instantly have a 10 times optical zoom lens. Oh, my gosh. You've got a shutter button. You've got your zoom toggle. You've got a power button on the top. And instantly, you're taking images that are so superior to anything I've ever experienced on a device, let alone a smartphone. I'm talking about better than just a, a regular point-and-shoot camera. Um, absolutely insane. And it's a mod that you can just carry around with you and say, hey, I'm going to go take pictures now. Pop it on the back of your already thin fast incredible smartphone and you have that feature right there let alone the fact that this is all being released for a developer community that people can create their own add-ons whenever this is insane insane and the moto z being the thin one they also have the moto z play slightly bigger slightly more rugged and supports all these moto mods i cannot wait to spend more time with these
1: I'm blown away. The Hasselblad one especially because, folks, a lot of people think when they think of something being added to a phone, they think, oh, it's going to be a little the ring that goes around the lens. No, no. If you saw this from the front, if you saw this Hasselblad model from the front, you would think Mark had his own $2,000 pocket oh, yeah. Hasselblad right from the front. It, it, The lens, the texture of it, it looks like a full format camera. It's amazing.
2: It is absolutely cool. So what do you got going? I mean, you got a couple of things coming up that you want to talk about.
1: Oh, boy. I've got to so look around we,
2: the room. I'm just going to see what what are we going to talk about next.
1: Uh, you know what? We 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 still have our full review coming up of the Autel X-Star Premium, which is nothing short of brilliant that I think a lot of our drone followers are going to love. We have gaming reviews coming up. We have stuff coming in from Microsoft. We have uh, some giveaways uh, uh, coming up, too, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have a lot of stuff. And Mark, we also have a new relationship coming up with our friends at Best Buy.
2: Did you want to tease that? I did want to tease that. So you know what's going to happen? Coming up soon... Yeah. Um, Best Buy is going to start appearing on the show a little bit more frequently because, you know, when, we, when it comes to consumer electronics, the one place you kind of go to for your, other than, you know, online stores and stuff like that is right. really Best Buy is that place where you know you can get hands-on with all these devices and you know that you're going to get some great stuff from them. Um, so we are going to be welcoming um, Christine on our show pretty much once a month. We're going right. to have a Best Buy review of the month. We're going to talk about all the exciting things coming up at Best Buy. They have a new relationship with Google. They've got the great in-store pop-ups with Microsoft and Apple. I mean, when it comes to consumer electronics, you think of Best Buy. Exactly, and bestbuy.com. So we're really looking forward to that relationship, and we're looking forward to bringing you all these great products and some great interviews coming up, um, some very cool accessories. I mean, the Roku premium player is coming out in just a couple weeks. We're going to get hands-on with that. I had hands-on time with the Express. Lots of fun stuff coming up on, on the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, and and, and by by the way, of course, you know, there's a lot of stuff, some stuff we don't get that we actually reach out for, we aren't able to get. But, you know, Mark and I also have some really cool things that we ordered that will be coming up in the coming weeks that I think you're really going to be excited to hear about. Speaking
2: of which, Mitchell, you know, that was delayed by a week. Yes, I know. I apologize for that. That's okay. We'll, We'll get to that. We will. The DJI Mavic program. I know drone. what you're talking about. I know. know you are ta- rub it in. I, know I don't exactly want to have some inside stories here with our <laughs> listeners. It's not fair to have it. <laughs> uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. It's at yourtechreport. Facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Uh, our email address, do email us. Please contact yourtechreport.com. We will get to all your emails. We uh, we respond to every single one of them and we appreciate them and appreciate you uh, listening to our show uh, online. It's yourtechreport.com for, of course, this, uh, previous shows, and very cool interviews. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marca Flalo. And uh, join us here next week for another great edition of your tech report. We're going to cover the Apple event like it's never been covered before, Mitchell. I promise you that. And, of course, the ring video doorbell. All next week right here on your tech report. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at TheAllyMars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.